da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Are you seriously? It's showtime. It's time to talk searching on Mad About Movies. This week as our movie of the week. We're also catching up on a ton of movie news, rumors, rumblings, and definitely stay tuned to the end of our show this week for some extra special weekly recommends. Hello and welcome in to another episode of Mad About Movies. I am Kent, joined by Richard and Brian, as always. Hey, fellas. Hello. Sups. Sups. How are you guys dealing with this September uh, movie drought? Man, it was, I got to tell you, going and seeing the movie of the week this week, I walked in, did not see one person, patron, other than myself, bought my ticket, walked in, walked down the hall, didn't see anyone else, walked into the theater, didn't see anyone in the theater, sat down, watched the movie, walked out, and didn't see one patron in the wow. theater the entire – I'm not not even kidding. It was a 7.30 showing too. It wasn't like a 9.30 on a weeknight type of thing. It was a very normal screening time at a Cinemark, not at a uh, – it was very odd and – um I should have tweeted it, but um, this is how we break the news to Kent that he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I see. That's the beginning people. of every zombie movie ever, <laughs> right? But um, shout out to Movie Pass for um, actually getting me into this movie. So as soon as I want to cancel that thing, like I check and I'm like, oh, I can see this week's movie. So thank you for letting me see Operation Finale and searching, um, and Sorry, locking me dude, out of everything else. Well, that's. Bad news. Um, you did go see that, but they accidentally leaked your credit card information to Yahoo, which leaked it out to all everyone on our Twitter feed. So and it was. Oh, and they're. Hey, by the way, they're working on getting a fix on it, and they're gonna. I mean, look, just stick with them. They're gonna figure it out. We'll get an email probably tomorrow apologizing about it. I'm sure, and everything will be fine. But yeah, yeah. no, no, that, no you don't apologize. You blame the, your customers for the problem. You yeah, you just change the terms of service. It's really you on you for going to that particular cinema. <laughs> uh, we've warned you about that. Full, full Roy Cohn, just go on the attack. Only allowed to go to theaters that are further than 33 miles away. That's how – that's our new business model, and it's kind of on you. For it feels like that. a bit like having $500 in Kmart gift cards <laughs> and then finding a Kmart. And being like, yes, oh. and going in and just like wrecking shop on free Kmart stuff because Martha Stewart some, Lennon's for the yeah, win. Something you thought was extinct forever is is now, um, in fact, still there. So yeah, my my subscription automatically expires in December, and um, or so we hope. Um, Same. Yeah, you know, I've said it too. Um, and oh. and I'm. <laughs> You or did you sign up for another? No, I, year? yeah, no, I canceled the credit card that it's attached to. Uh, um, oh, smart. Okay. So that's, um, that's that's, that's the you do only with, way to get rid of it. Really, that's There's, what you do with these no, things. You you have yeah. a separate credit card for all these subscriptions, so that when you accidentally like roll over, um, they uh, roll over on an expired card. A little life hack there, uh, millennials. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, it was the the September movie drought was very evident for me. I guess I kind of for the first time really pictured it and um yeah so private screening of searching was was pretty pretty uh, refreshing you know there's always like somebody that walks in during the last trailer and every time you're like man this is gonna be awesome and there's some dude or some couple you know that walks in you gotta put your pants good. back on yeah i know up. it is it is i mean i had the bong out and everything and i was like gosh <laughs> man just kidding um well this is, this should be a fun discussion this movie's been out uh, a while we've gotten some requests on twitter at mad about movies if you're not following us there definitely do that um to talk about this movie and we will definitely do that tonight but there's stuff to catch up on that we need to hit um i've got a few movie news notes to hit and brian if you want to pull up the emmy winners and we can go over a few of those because i saw that saw that it took place but um do not know the winner so maybe we'll have a fun little game of guess uh, the emmy winner a little bit later, but uh, two movie news items that I want to hit in sequel news here. Um, in the VIP a few weeks ago, we discussed a 80s classic known as Die Hard. Yes, yeah, mm. it was fun. It was a great time in the VIP. Um, and uh, those people 
We'll be happy to know that we're reporting for you, Breaking, another Die Hard movie is coming. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Another another sequel. Another An origin story. Origin? Mm. Man, that is an exhale. I, I thought this was a sequel. I thought this was... I don't know if this is more exciting or... I don't know. I mean, are they going to de-age Bruce Willis with CG or what? Yeah. I mean, look, I know we need origin stories on literally every movie that's ever made $7. Like, that's the that's what Hollywood does at this point. Like, that's the motto is get an origin story on that. But there isn't really an origin story on John McClane because the whole bit with John McClane is he's just a regular cop. Like, that's his whole deal is he's just a dude who kind of stumbles into these weird situations. And yeah, like obviously but how does he stumble into them, Brian? How? Oh, but like, I, I mean, are we just going to get him like walking a beat or something at it's the college years, years dude, it's it's like, the college uh, years. It's going to be him. Pratton. <laughs> and then singing at piano bars. Oh, and yeah. uh, I don't know. Say man. no more. Going to like yeah. going to college football games. Well, as long as it's Jai Courtney, then I'm he fine. He was with it. early into Roto League stuff, so it's like <laughs> manual fantasy league stuff in the early 80s. Big early year. adopter of Bill James. Yeah. 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 So you learn stuff. He goes through a really bad, like, uh, Brian Eno phase for a few minutes in the movies. Yeah. Alan Parsons projects. Yeah. Like, <laughs> kind of weird, kind of a. Yes. Yes. Psych rock. Bald because he has this really bad, like kind of flock of seagulls haircut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, um, so it's actually the title's been revealed for it. It's called McLean. Of course, it is. Yeah, mm. McLean. This sounds like an Amazon series, guys. Just do that. <laughs> we, we don't have to see it. We don't have to talk about it because this forces us to do a to go see it and to do an episode. <sighs> That's why the exhale, because maybe for the average person, just ignore it. Just just walk right on by. Just go see something else. But, man, I'm not looking forward to that one at all. And they don't other, warn you about McLean in podcast. Right, exactly. It's That's like the it, problem. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be reviewing um, some of the some of the worst movies in the history of cinema. Don't sign worry, up, it's, sign up today. it's Len Wiseman, though, so you know it's good. Right. I mean, yeah. the guy who did Live Free or Die Hard, the guy who did the yeah. Underworld World series, the guy who did Total Recall. going to be a lot of subtlety and nuance to it. Yeah. The new Total Recall. So the superior one. The one you one. like that yeah. we didn't yeah. like as much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, I've never seen that, actually. Um, in other sequel news, tell me if this is too late or just the right time or if it doesn't matter. Confirmed. Zombieland 2, original cast, returning. Too late. Too late. I, I, that, that excites me. Zombieland is, is a really funny movie, and I think holds up really, really well. But it's 10 years ago. I, I think it's a little... The zombie, I think land, it's the, a little, the zombie yeah. craze is over, probably, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's too late to do a sequel, and it's too late in Jesse Eisenberg's career to make him enjoyable again, for me, at least. I'm I don't know. Still, Still in on Eisenberg, guys. Yeah, I, I am like too. more. I like. Weirder. I like Eisenberg. Yeah, I don't. No. I like now. You see me, he's only made him stronger to me. <laughs> I was thinking of Lex Luthor, but yeah, Jay Daniel, Jay Daniel yeah, Atlas did, is. I find iconic. Lex Luthor much more. I find Lex Luthor more offensive than Jay Daniel. Jay Daniel Atlas is a legend. He is. <laughs> I kind of don't even mean that ironically. I mean that's one of the iconic characters. <laughs> It's not Daniel Atlas. It's not Jay Atlas. It's Jay the movie that needs Daniel to happen, Atlas. And I've talked about this a million times. It needs to be like my dinner with Andre, but it's just Jesse Eisenberg and Paul Dano, and they just talk about the Knicks for two hours <laughs> at a weird diner because they're both apparently obsessive NBA fans, and that's the two most unlikely NBA fans I could ever possibly think of, and I just want to hear them talk about it. I want to hear them talk about, like, uh, junkyard dog for for a while <laughs> right just hours of conversation about anthony mason just that really is psyched up about it is that yeah. more odd than than uh win butler from arcade fire like being able to that, dunk like he can that's ball. True. That's, <laughs> like but see here's the thing he's canadian and we throw that's them true. off 
Canadians, they they they'll screw with your metrics because they all have they they're they're so Te- decent. Texas-born Canadian. That's true. He is Texas-born. That's true. But he you can't ever can claim him. Every once in a while, you you'll you'll see someone male or female, and they're just impossibly good looking, <laughs> and then they have like, and then you 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 talk to them or you see them interviewed, and they have like six degrees, and they're just really decent and earnest, and you go, man. Why is that guy or girl so cool? They're so hot. Why don't I ever know hot people like that? And they're like, well, when I was growing up in Ottawa, and you're like, oh, bang, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, gotcha. Yep, you guys are just better than us. Understood. Shout out to the Canadian and Mam Fam, though. We got a lot of, yeah. of friends up there, and uh, Canada is a wonderful place, and I've never had anything but a wonderful time there, and that is no lie. So shout yeah. out. Shout out to the so to, Zombie Land Two is that North, too all late? You North American treasures out there. Okay. Yeah, it's way too late. It's uh, I think this still makes a ton of it'll money. Make money. Yeah, you're right. It will make a lot of money, especially if Bill Murray comes back somehow. And Emma Stone's an even bigger star than she was then, probably. Right. Harrelson's uh, back. Harrelson, Eisenberg, they get to reunite. Abigail maybe Breslin again. Maybe Woody has a twin. Maybe there's Tallahassee and I don't know, or his brother Orlando. <laughs> kind of like that. What, I what think... state names are they going to have this time? Yeah. I would say the biggest issue with all that is is I don't know that Ruben Fleister can uh, can direct at all. Bro, Fleischer, I don't know. Have you seen me. a little movie called Gangster Squad? Because <laughs> I exactly thirty, 30 minutes, minutes or, thirty yeah, minutes or less. Yeah, uh, Gangster Squad, and then he's got Venom coming out this year, which looks atrocious. But it's just me. Oh, he did the he did that one. Oh, he I did not did. know that. Did. He also has a movie called Jekyll in pre-production. Oh, good. So I know for the well, dark, dark universe. I'm sure. Yeah, no, sure that one great. did look bad. the The new Venom trailer. Yeah, I just Ooh. I somehow just saw it. Did they just start releasing trailers for it? Because it comes out in like three weeks, right? They and put out saw... that early trailer, you know, that didn't have Venom in it, which was not a great idea in general. Usually, when you do mm-hmm. that kind of bit, it doesn't play particularly well. But that new one, I I just saw it for the first time. I don't know, yeah. two or three weeks ago. It was just a uh, little, little underwhelmed. A little underwhelmed. They tried to do a um, Zombieland TV show on Amazon that mm. didn't get picked up. Uh, the pilot. Yeah. They put out the pilot, and um, they did a thing where they put out like ten pilots, and they said, "All right, the top three are we're going to pick mm. up like the top three viewing ratings wise or whatever." And it wasn't the one, so they canceled it. But uh, it was fine. It didn't have the original cast, but it kind of had similar characters, you know, and set in the same universe. It was what you would expect, but um, it made me doubt that a sequel would work. But if they get the original people, then I think it will for sure. All right, Brian, hit me with that Emmy stuff. So it was the Creative Arts Emmys last night. And the real, I don't mean real, but, you know, the primetime Emmys are uh, Monday. Gotcha. So... You still have a week to prepare for the funniest jokes you have ever heard in your entire <laughs> life because it's just Cause all it's Colin jokes right, yeah. all the time. No, I um, I the saw prompter that. Prompter is already shaking. <laughs> I assume their prompter shakes. Otherwise, why can't they read it? I don't know. Right. <laughs> oh, that is some shade if I've ever. <laughs> I love. We love shade. We need to do a. Here's what SNL needs to do episode. Um. At some point, too. The, the yearly, I feel like, episode. But um, nonetheless, yeah, I saw saw some Emmy winners on, on Twitter, so I figured um, they had some. I saw Wild Wild Country was recognized for Outstanding Documentary Series as well as the Gary Shandling um, documentary that was produced by Judd Apatow. That was um, good to see that recognized as well. So um, what, what other notables were there, Ryan? Uh, let's see. Outstanding animated series was Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that. Is that worth my time? Do I hate it? I don't know. Have you really not seen it? Mm-mm. I'm. It's I'm basically television. I don't know if you've known. I'm it retired. is literally Back to the Future. If okay. you made Back to the Future um, a Adult Swim cartoon for seventeen-year-old kids' okay. humor, I've that's what it is. The art. The art does not appeal to me. You know, yeah. I've seen like it's still, actually really but, cleverly written. There's some okay. episodes it's that are like, Harman, right? Yeah, like yeah. It. it's actually there's some episodes that are, deal with like the space time continuum and like oh. there's some really clever writing. But yeah. the show, that's what the show is about. If I was gonna 
give you oh. a synopsis, but yeah. Continue, bro. Um, let's see. It looks like SNL one for like production one design song. things like that. Yeah, the uh, episode one one. The, yeah, the... outstanding casting for a comedy went to Mrs. Maisel, marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is incredible. Great show, love that show. Um, I'm gonna need a minute. It's like, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I should have mentioned her. My bad, my bad. Um, geez, all these. I clicked on entertainment online, ET online, and it's just like ad after ad after ad. <laughs> I can't. My my head is like blowing up. <laughs> yes, I'm just like, can I can I just look at this? Uh, it's brutal. Um, there's like, a. It's like ET. You have a TV show that you sell ads on. Like Seriously. it's not like you're a web only. Yeah. Uh, there's a category called outstanding period costumes. Just letting you know about that. There's these are there's a lot of awards. They are smart for not doing all these on television. <laughs> yeah. This is a lot. It is hard to navigate. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Maisel won a lot. Keenan won for uh, SNL. Hey. I think Leslie Jones won as well. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to find it, but it's it's difficult it's to okay. navigate. All right, we'll, we'll do Conan that. won for uh, achievement in interactive media for the uh, Conan Without Borders, which is great. That's what he's best at at this hey, point. Hey, I just want to say, Kent, you yep. have you have three Emmys, right? We always say we have among <laughs> yes among the three of us on the show, we have three Emmys, and we're very proud of that. Um, you only have two more than Leslie Jones. <laughs> I have two more than Keenan Thompson, and that is a travesty. <laughs> and three more than Michael's Gary Scott. So uh, let that never. Yeah. Uh, every. Okay, Leslie Jones did not win an Emmy. So oh, was, okay. You've got three fine. more than Leslie Jones. So. I think she's won before, <laughs> though. I'm pretty sure she won the, in a past Tiffany year. Haddish won. Tiffany Haddish won for hosting. Oh, that's right. And Melissa McCarthy won, didn't she, for hosting like a couple years ago you or for her it. doing the Sean yeah. Spicer thing? Yeah, she was best guest. Uh, yeah, actually, like that. Yeah, that's the the Haddish one was a kind of a surprise hit. I mean, there's a lot of viral sketches off that, so that makes sense. Um, but I would I would have loved to have seen. Well, I mean, that, that's fine. That that works. Mulaney and Hater were really good too, but but uh, she was she really brought it that episode. Plus, it's like it's cool. You know, she's like on the come up, which maybe she'll totally crash and burn with Night School. I don't know, but it's always good to give people awards on their way up because she's kind of she's had a big year mm-hmm. so who are you going to be rooting for um coming next week Me- i got i on i'm rooting for a meteor, a, meteor. <laughs> a meteor to hit the stage yeah. during mo- during the monologue is what <laughs> force a no. force warn michael's hand at moving on from them Gosh. you know it's that that thing like where, darn meteor where you lose your Weekend update a week before yeah. to a year. It happened to me. And <laughs> Paul oh, yeah. Simon and I were at a jelly once, and <laughs> our waitress was hit by a meteor. And then Mick, Mick walked in, and, 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 and then Keith, and Mick, and then uh, Paul uh, McCartney well, was there, of course, too, as well. And he's the, he's the best. Paul, Paul Simon got his bongos out and played us a bongo solo, <laughs> and a meteor it didn't come fast enough. You mentioned Conan, uh, Richard. We never mm-hmm. mentioned the fact that um, changes coming to that show. The fact that yeah. they're changing the format a little bit up. Um, no more yeah. musical guests, and I didn't see that. Okay, cool. No more musical okay. musical guests, and I guess they're going to do longer interviews and more man on the street type stuff. Um, and so, it's thirty minutes. No. And it's thirty oh. minutes. So there you go. That's probably fine. It is. It's it yeah. Is. That's a better. You know, everyone likes his man on the street stuff. He is a uh, a good interviewer, often, and then sometimes gets when he doesn't care. It's like the he most gets screwed on guests off. more than any host. Yeah, like you go see so who's on his show, it's like it's mm-hmm. rough. It's uh, some Big Bang character, I think. Always, it's actually yeah. two nights a week. There's a there's a Big <laughs> yeah. Banger, and so when he he can kind of check out on that stuff, and it becomes a really arduous, almost parody of a talk show. So I think narrowing that down will. We'll get his fur up a little bit more and be fun. I don't know. And then Norm Macdonald has this new show, too, on Netflix coming out. Uh, talk show as well. Yeah. His guest list is crazy. Have you seen that, Kent? No, I haven't. But I'm skeptical on the Netflix late-night talk show format. I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it works so well for uh, Chelsea Handler. And right. Joe McHale. And, 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 um, 
Michelle Wolf. That one, the show got canceled. Even the Letterman yeah. one was kind of. Uh, it was. I loved it, but I don't know if it was. I really hated like, how it was edited. I couldn't too. stand how there was like fifty angles. I'm like, just, just show me the people talking. There was like this, all these crowd like boom shots and like all these. I understood what they were trying to do, but it was distracting. I, I just wanted to. So I, the, I wish uh, they could reboot that one in a different way too. Yeah, and it's weird that it's in like a college theater yeah. too. It's like uh, it was oddly, um, very. Like you said, Kent, expensive looking with all the camera shots and also cheap. But the norm guest list is um, Drew Barrymore, David Spade, Judge Judy gets better. Trust me. David <laughs> David Letterman, Jane Fonda, Chevy Chase, M. Night Shyamalan, Michael Keaton, uh, and Lauren Michaels. That's really, a pretty good. That's I, pretty good. I really think the best talk show. Billy Joe Shaver. Outside of like probably um, the Ellen show is comedians and cars i mean that's like the that's, that, so that, that's the new age like somebody taking the format of a talk show and spinning it on its head you know like that's what conan needs to really think about well, is i have this format what can i do with it you know the thing is is I mean, letterman tried it a little bit by breaking it up kind of with time but but look let's just be real here and as much as we love interview shows 10 to 15 minutes is more than enough for a video interview if you want to go, we both all love long form, but there's no reason for an hour, hour and a half interview to be video. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. why do I have to sit here and look at this? Like, I'm not, you know, so once it gets over 20 minutes, I just want it in my ear while I'm doing something else. It's just really hard to sit and watch. Um, though, I think the Norm show is pretty, I think it's like they're like 20 minute episodes, 30 minutes. It's like, that's where, that's where Seinfeld was smart. Um, it's just like, you know, the longest one is like 22 minutes and it's just in and out. And it's visually interesting with the car. It's kind of a MacGuffin to keep your eyes happy. The Letterman one struggled because it's, it's basically just Charlie Rose. And, you know, I would right. love to hear Letterman talk to people for even two hours, but I would love it in my ear while I clean my bathroom mm. and not just sitting on my couch looking at it <laughs> for no reason while I stare at my phone. I think there's something a little different about a live studio audience too that you have with as opposed to like some interview shows like a podcast where it's you know like mark Marin, where it's really personal and you feel really comfortable or howard stern you know even though you're on the radio there's something really intimate about that and audience yeah that's interesting i don't know so that's uh that about wraps it up and we'll have to we'll have to figure out what the uh what happens to the emmys next week i'm rooting for bill Hader for Best actor for Barry. I thought he was outstanding in that. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. It'd be really mm-hmm. cool to see him win. What are some other front runners? That's a strong category that. Uh, yeah, that's like the strong that haters in. Yeah, I mean, because that's lead actor in a comedy is Anthony Anderson, Blackish. Uh huh. Who's uh, great? The great. great, the great Ted Danson for Good Place. Mm-hmm. Larry David, Kirby Enthusiasm, Donald Glover, Atlanta, Bill Hader. Gosh. And then, then they played this really funny joke. Like all of the nominator, the nominating committee just made a. They did a really funny joke. Are you guys ready for this? They they nominated they nominated William H Macy for Shameless. Oh, that's, the well, he's hilarious, that's though. Just, that's so, just classic laugh out loud. Trolling. You just oh, you just laugh. Enemies. You're solid laughing. Uh, what a funny bit that they did. Yeah. That's hilarious. That show is so the joke writing. Ugh. The way they carve up those jokes, man, and they're so funny, it and it's such it, an optimistic They really stick to, look. They, they stick to the rule of three jokes a page, you know? Like, yeah. you just read this. It's, you can't stop laughing. I mean, And that's yeah. the thing. is like, it's great on screen, but it's so manic. I like to just read a good – I like to just sit down like a Woody Allen story and just read a shameless script. Mm, gosh. It's like, it's like reading <laughs> – I really think it's like that James Thurber just pops <laughs> off the page. <laughs> you know, piece. Oh, Gosh. Emmy Rossum out by the way of that show. I know. I know. She was like, yeah, I like Emmy Ross. I, I know. Feel I like do. I don't know why she did that for like her. nine years, but yeah, that was like eight her up life. her life. Yeah, if her you her told prime. me that show has been on the air for fourteen seasons, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. that and Nurse Jackie have been on since the <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. Big Bang's been on for what? 11? Yeah, uh, it'll be 12 when right. it ends, yeah. right? I think yeah. this is about so to be 12. Yeah, yeah kids. Right. Next time you think you'll amount to nothing, just remember Big Bang Theory got 12 seasons. <laughs> so, when you, if, even if you're a pathetic loser, you can be successful. Ready, Brian? One, two, three. <laughs> Bazinga. Bazinga. <laughs> Bazinga.
All right. Um, you guys want to move on and let's discuss this movie? Yeah. Let's I got it. a few more bazinkas in me, but okay. okay. All right. I took my troubles down to Madame You know that gypsy with the gold cap too. She's got a pad down a pretty broken vine. Selling little bottles of love potion number nine. This movie comes by popular request, courtesy of the Mam Fam. Over on Twitter at MadAboutMovies, if you're not following us there, please do so for more shenanigans. I was ex- excited about this movie. I heard good things. Um, didn't really know much about it. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, hmm, this seems to take place on a computer for the entire time. wonder how that's going to work. I wonder if it's going to be gimmicky. I wonder if it could be... <laughs> Pulled off in an hour and a half. I wonder if the story can support the concept. Um, a lot of questions going into this one. Um, I will admit I was pleasantly surprised by how they were able to use the format. I think this is really a I don't, proof that you could use that format more than it is that this story needs to be told or that this is a movie that would be good if not for the format of the storytelling but i really do think that it was cleverly done and if anything else this is an original movie and i can't knock it for that and um it was definitely a different way to go about doing a movie like this so um really appreciated it for that it kept me into it It kept me interested i liked some of the subtle transitions and some of the subtlety that was put into it and the thought and um the story kept me into it as well. I thought it was kind of cliche, kind of predictable at moments, which we'll discuss. But um, overall, I was pretty impressed with this. Uh, what did you guys think? Brian? I uh, I was kind of the same boat. I was like – I was interested to see how this could be done and, and could it, could it uh, carry through for a full 90 minutes. And I think it got about 80, 85 percent of the way there. Yeah. There, there just was – there reached a point – at which I thought, okay, I think we've gone as far as this this technique and this medium can can take it, and now we're really stretching to figure out ways to get everything on a screen somehow. Um, and then, so in that, it kind of reminded me of like the early found footage movies where they're just kind of perpetually some weird. Okay, now uh, we're going to have a security camera footage or something like that that just didn't that felt like a stretch or a little bit outside the realm of what we were actually doing. But I, I did think it was very competent storytelling. I think I think John Cho is great. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of his, and I I think he is somebody who should be. Um, if we don't make movie stars anymore, then he should be uh, like movie star adjacent he's he's really really good and he he i think he was kind of the right choice to play this role because you really need a you need somebody that is compelling and interesting and kind of draws your eye as well as uh you know to kind of keep the everything flowing since it is such a contained storytelling mechanism and uh, i thought he did a great job with that it was fun i i enjoyed it i i was uh sufficiently thrilled by the the way the the whole thing kept together kept moving and the way they brought it all together i just i thought the last 15 20 minutes kind of dropped off a cliff and it left a i won't say a bad taste in my mouth but it, it's always a bummer when you see for when the movie uh when when the conclusion is the worst part of the movie and i think that was yes. for me that was definitely the case with this one and that, so that you you always kind of walk away with a little bit less opinion of said movie when you the last thing you remember is the worst part of it but uh yeah overall i thought it was it was very interesting storytelling and 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 a fun way to use this and and it had some very good parts that um i don't know it it has me interested in what could be done with this technique uh you know once we've kind of refined it a little bit yeah arby yeah, uh, this was a really interesting movie. You know, I'm sure Brian has. Ken, have you seen Have you seen the Modern Family that does this? No, but I've this? heard of it. No, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes, I'm like I do. The million, I'm like yeah, the it's like all on FaceTime or something. Yeah, it takes place basically on a laptop. It's on right. FaceTime right. and yeah. on Google Maps and all that. It's very similar to this, and it's one of the coolest. I mean, it, it, you know, we all laugh at Modern Family as kind of this very mass-produced 
uh, sitcom. It's one of the coolest sitcom episodes ever. I think it's super inventive and it really works and crackles. And I'm sure I haven't read this, but I'm sure a million people are comparing uh, it to searching as well. And 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 it it really fits the narrative and it's awesome. And so um, I you know. And then did did either of you listen to the uh, the Elon Musk Joe Rogan podcast that went by last week? No, I've seen the memes, but I have not sure. listened to it yet. It was so, I saw it was three hours long. I was like, I don't know if yeah, I could do this. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I listened to it Friday night because I'm very cool. And um, anyway, there's this really kind of haunting part, which is true. And I'm, again, it's not an original thought for me to be interested in it, nor is it an original thought by by Mr. Musk, but it is kind of when you hear it oddly chilling and he talks, he's being asked by Rogan, he goes, what are your thoughts on, on basically AI in relation to cyborgs? Like, you know, will we be merged with machines, um, in 10, 20, 30, 50 years? And Musk is like very coldly, like we already are. He's like, you, you, you know, you think about your brain is completely augmented by your laptop or your phone, right? I mean, when you, when you need to know something, you access it via that. Was this before or after he hit the blunt? Uh, during. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> just and, kidding. uh, yeah. And, but yeah, so it's like, it is true. Like we yeah. are, these things are extensions of us. These devices are extensions of us and they're often represented as tools in film when they're, they've really become more than that. And we talk about the real negatives of it a lot and the addiction that we all have to screens and it's totally valid and true but the the other piece of it is the think about the extra IQ, IQ points that your laptop gives you when it's in your lap and and on i mean if 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 i held a gun to you and said you have 30 seconds to tell me our 12th president you're probably not going to be able to answer that with just your brain but if you have your laptop suddenly you have this incredible recall and you have this incredible skill set um so it's interesting to see that represented in film as something that really augments the story and really augments the the protagonist um, mm-hmm. quite a bit, and and, uh, and and in a first person way that you don't often get in in a lot of media. A lot of times they just mm-hmm. kind of go down to the computer and go, "He's at he's at O'Connor Street," you know. And it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really show the real relationship and the symbiosis that we have with the with these machines. I say into thousands of people that have earbuds in right now, <laughs> right and are. I mean, it's it's sort of uh, it's sort of it's it's crazy. It's something you don't stop and smell the roses on very often, but certainly true. And movies like this make it. It's kind of the good side of it. It's very incredible to me as a filmmaker for this director to say, "I wonder if I could make a movie only using people's FaceTime calls, like real FaceTime calls, and their social media history and." their Facebook posts and all of that. I mean, it seems like not, not a shot of this movie was from anything other than something that somebody put out there online. Does that make sense? And mm-hmm. so when you think about just the amount of stuff that we put out there online and how much, like, can you solve a crime by just looking at social media? Um, this is a really good satire of just the, risk of what what we do every day it's a black mirror style movie in in terms of like the commentary on technology and everything like that so i really appreciated it from that standpoint and i thought it had the suspense level of black mirror too in terms of uh keeping me into the story and just kind of a a haunting chilling story um i don't know how far we want to go before we get into spoilers but um yeah i would say towards the end when things start to unravel and you kind of know going into this movie how it's going to end anyway so that makes it difficult to be all in on it but um i kept my mind kept being blown at the um different ways that he was able to tell the story through the um through technology so um i liked how the movie started with the computer starting up and going to the start screen and Mm -hmm. it was windows xp (laughs) that they had at the time and just all the memory the montage sequences are really good of just how yeah. technology changes over time and the searching and um, uh, how how they transition from Windows XP to Mac, you know, their lifestyle changes and um, how much that has affected their communication with their family. You know, there was a lot more videos being taken earlier than now they're texting and he's trying to text his daughter and calls her, but, you know, and then tries to text her, but then deletes it. Like, I love those little moments of 
the things he doesn't send, you know, but thinks to send that everybody kind of mm-hmm. has. Um, I thought it, I thought it was very cleverly constructed and not just like the attention to detail was there. It wasn't just a yeah. concept and a a murder mystery. Like there was really some fun thought put into those little details. No, Except for, sure. for um, some of the uh, um, stuff with the brother, which was uh, a little bit eye-rolly at the beginning. And mm-hmm. then when they brought the br- brother back in, it was a little bit eye-rolly. But I don't want to get into spoilers too much. But um, that was maybe the only part, like just even like his first scene, I was just like, oh, I don't like this. I don't know. I don't. I see where this is going, and I don't like it. Uh, just for what it was set up to do. Um, but, yeah, any thoughts on what I've just been saying? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Do, I think it, uh, if there's anything like the medium is cool, and that's what's going to draw the attention, you know, of like, mm-hmm. well, he, this whole thing is done on a screen. But maybe what should draw the attention is the like the incredible detail that went into it. It, um, you know, we see we see techn- when we see technology used in a movie, we 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 all kind of key in on it because we know that it will look. You, you kind of know in the moment a lot of times whether that uh, you know the movie is going to look good technologically speaking in five years or ten years or twenty years or not and this is one that like it, I think it will age well but more so just because it, it there is a great deal of of attention to trying to make it as realistic as possible through the use of technology it's just a very interesting way to do things I, I I'm sure there are a fair number of stretches made to kind of, you know, push that narrative through like that. But it, it seems like it was, I don't know, in the moment it seemed very well intentioned and it, it, and it works. And that, that's something that, um, the fact that this movie is a solid film that we're all like, oh, it was at least a, you know, a pretty decent movie, I think is kind of incredible. Cause it just seems like just on paper, this sounds like the type of movie that you're like, that will make four dollars, and what it was will that be movie? Twenty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You know yeah, what was that? Uh, Unfriended wasn't that? Yeah, it? The, about iChat or something the or Sky. Dark web. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which came out like a month ago or something. Uh, yeah, no, there that, were two of them. That got a sequel. There was Unfriended, oh and then Unfriended right. yeah, yeah, the Dark yeah. Web was the sequel. Dark yeah, yeah. But no, I, it, <laughs> it's. I think that uh, the the director uh, whose name is. Anish Shiganti. I wasn't going to try to pronounce it. Yeah, It's it's okay. I think I did all right there. Hopefully, and regardless, I think the the detail that went into taking this from script or for, certainly from idea to script to screen that shows a lot of of promise. Like this movie is not the greatest movie of all time, and it's not going to win a you know ton of awards or anything like that. But that's if you're looking for if you run. Uh, a big studio and you you've got a property that you're looking to turn something over to uh to like the new up-and-coming director like that's the sort of thing that you should be looking for is what did this look like in idea and in concept what did it look like on the page and then what did it look like on the screen and how did those things those three things carry over and i would i would i would hazard to guess that this looks really good on all three of those fronts the way that that's um, put together and there's just a ton of detail put into making that work and to making it effective uh, yeah I think so too one of the one of the more I don't know disturbing parts of it is where um, so plot of the movie you should kind of go over that um, the uh, main character John Cho um, David Kim his wife Pam and his daughter Margot live with him in San Jose. Um, his wife Pam passes away from cancer, um, so he's a single dad with his daughter Margot, who's 15 at the time. Um, Margot calls him uh, at a study group, and then he goes to bed, wakes up the next day with a missed call from from Margot, and then he can't get a hold of her. Uh, doesn't know what to do, and it really kind of puts a weird. I know you're a parent, Brian. I can't speak from this perspective, but that, you know, how much trust do you put in your kid at that age? You know, like mm-hmm. how crazy I loved that. Just him not accepting the fact that something could be wrong, you know, like, oh, she's just at a study group. Oh, oh, they went to the lake. OK, cool. Great. You know, um, trying just kind of his denial of the fact that something could, could be wrong. And as a parent, you don't want to be too 
parenty, you know, especially mm-hmm. in those adolescent years where they're out with friends or whatever they're doing. So that was just another, I guess, commentary or satire part on top of the technology aspect of just the parenting. How do you deal with a teen um, through technology? And do you text them too much once an hour? You know, like he was debating whether he should text her how many times in a row or whatever it was. And then he typed the whole mm-hmm. paragraph and then he deleted it, you know, at one point. Um, what did you think from just that aspect of it on how it held up? Man, I think that that is like, gosh, I, I you know, my kid's five, so right. I can't, I do not, that is like the so part of So he's out most life. nights now, Yeah, right? he parties He texts so a lot, too. Uh, like So much texting and just, just, just WhatsApp. Just like, can you at least get better at hiding the drinking, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, so rough. So you'll be glad though, because by the time you're in college, you have such a tolerance. Right. Exactly. Um, it's so like, that is the part of parenting that I look forward to the least. Like I, I love this time that he's in now and, and elementary school, like that's the age of kids that I work with. So I know how those kids work. And then I think we'll be, I will be a great parent to, uh, like, part-time adult and then a real adult it's just those teenage years are just like i'm gonna murder you or you're gonna murder me that's how it, how it goes but that like terrifies me like that you're, you're exactly right like this whole i don't even know how you navigate that and i i know a lot of i work with a lot of parents who now have kids that are in this age group you know like the the 15 to 19 year old kid and it's just man it's it's just so it's so much there's so much more now and it's so much harder now. And I don't know how you, I don't know how you navigate. I just hope that by the time that Coop is that age, like that, that things have settled down, which is certainly how the world works, right? Like things get better as we go and society learns how to figure things out. Um, not true at all. So I'm sure it'll be worse, but dude, yeah, I think I thought that they got the, the, that that was done extremely well of, this poor dad like trying to who's a widow widower now and that's that adds a whole nother element to it but like it's just trying to figure out how to how to do this right and to not overstep his bounds but is that is that actually underdoing it and how do you how do you find those right balances it's just it is brutal it's brutal like that was that gave that about gave me a panic attack not not because (laughs) thrilling nature of the movie but just like oh my gosh this is coming and what how in the world do i handle this you know yeah no, absolutely. He um, he really does. I would say a good half of the movie is just him worried about where she could be. And then there's a moment in the movie where like the Amber Alert hits, right? And then everybody is on is on search mode, and then it's full, to, you know, mystery movie from then on. But the first is just kind of neurotic parent with missing teen, and how do you react to that? Um, and I thought that was uh, all really well done. Um, so. I think we should go into spoilers now if we want to talk about the case, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. spoilers coming up for this if you haven't seen it. Um, at what point were you guys either in on the case or out on it? Or what really kind of drew you in? There was a couple moments where I was like, uh, I see where this is going, especially the stuff with the brother. Right when he showed up at the brother's house, I knew what was going to happen and mm-hmm. and all that. And um, But – you know, was it the lake that you like the discovery of that, or maybe the um, YouTube cast or whatever it was? Was there was any did any of that work for you, or did all of it work, or none of it, or what? I you know, for me, it, it really wrapped up. I I found the narrative devices, and I'm pretty picky about this stuff. I'm surprised, and I'm, I feel stupid that that uh, both of you are kind of were underwhelmed by the conclusion i i was fine with it and i i thought the i was kind of with it all the way through the little steps along the way i mean things were obviously a bit mcguffin-y but that's kind of all of these stories once you look at them retrospectively you go oh okay well that was a little bit forced and things like that but in the moment i didn't really uh i didn't find myself eye rolling or anything as i i sometimes am prone to do maybe i didn't watch it with a careful enough eye or something but brian what about you I thought the setup was very well done, Kent, and, and the I I was with it as far as him like you know breaking into her computer and going through her contacts and trying to set up this, you know I like spreadsheets, so I'm all about the uh, the friend spreadsheet that that he that he was doing. I thought that was very well done. Yeah, the the brother stuff was 
I, I was in the same boat. I was like, I know where this is. This is headed. This is that was pretty. That to me was a little bit obvious, but it wasn't. It was fine. I wasn't against it by any means. You know, that wasn't an instant out for me. Um, but yeah, I thought the, I thought the setup was cool, and you know, it was. It did a very good job with the lake sequence and finding the car and everything. Did a real good job of moving that fast enough to where you didn't kind of focus on the holes in that story like you knew that there's something missing there but it wasn't for me at least if you wanted to allow your brain to just kind of let it sit and not try to figure it out i think it was easy to do so and that made for there's like something in there she says when because we're in spoilers at this point right like we're full yes. we're full on when when she when he calls her and because he's gone to the lake and found the car or whatever found her car key she says, "Did you find? Did you go to the lake?" And that has not been referenced at all in this entire point. So it's like that was a clue. There's a three. There's a few others like that that when you know the conclusion, you go back and look. It's kind of like sixth sense of knowing that you can see that he was dead throughout this movie because, but you just didn't you didn't notice it in the moment. Well, that was like did. her Facebook cover was like a mother's love is the most important yeah, 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 thing, yeah. and yeah, right. So you you can pick up on it if you wanted to, but I thought that was. You know, things like that was was well done enough to where it moves just fast enough to where you didn't give your brain time enough to, to really start thinking and, and turning on it and whatnot. So I, I was with that up to that point. The for me, the ultimate I'm out or or kind of like, OK, this is getting really stupid. I the way in which the confession was done felt like a well the before that the stretch of having the like the live cast of the, the news the news world. and everything yeah or the or the funeral thing live cast yeah so <laughs> that's two different things and yeah. I'll, i'm gonna hit both of them because okay i don't <laughs> the newscast and it, it, part of it was when that that started with the helicopter coverage of pulling the car out of the lake and then carries over to the end where she's coming out of the courthouse and all this sort of stuff like, can you not find newscasters that would do that for cheap? Like, Kurt Hatley as out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, what's Jane? And McGarry that's the murder. Doing, you know, I like just, let's get her exactly. Yeah, like, Jane McGarry in the house. But I just remember there were so many shows and movies and stuff that have been made in Dallas over the years, and we've had the exact same newscasters like our entire lives. And if you go lifetime back, lifetime appointment like the Supreme Court right, here in Dallas. Exactly, exactly. If you go back and watch. Um, like Prison Break, or I think even RoboCop is one where you you'll like, oh, there's John McKay or Gloria Campos or something like that, and it comes across as authentic because these are real newscasters and these news anchors, and that's this is what they do. And in those situations where you're cutting to the fake CNN or whatever news channel, it really drew me out of this whole narrative because. It's such a different looking shot, and that's maybe I, – I think I could get past that because I understand that it's supposed to look a little bit different. But all of those newscasters, it was just the worst read that I've ever heard in a movie. You know, it's just like – and it's just very stilted and and um, leading and not just not very good. And that took me out of it. And then when you add that into – the live cast of this funeral that cuts away just before we get any kind of reveal on it. And then the, you know, the, the kind of the OJ thing of like of following this car down the highway and everything. I thought that it was, it just, it went from a, an hour and 15 minutes where I felt like every scene and sequence and the use of this technology and the medium and everything, it was either, it felt, um, authentic enough or at least was like close enough to where I was like oh yeah I can I can buy it and then it totally jumped the shark at some point for me and that was a little that was a little frustrating because I felt like you that that we had brought it a long way and then it gets to that point you're just like it's really hard for me to stay with it at that point because it just felt it felt very forced and very cheesy and honestly it didn't help it did not help the Deborah messing was not good and that was mysteries of laura it was crazy she redid that part she was still laura (laughs) still a mom and a cop guys it's amazing it's amazing a detective come on a detective excuse me i don't want i don't want to knock her down a notch Um, (laughs) sorry sorry i I apologize too 
Angela Coppola and Grace King and, and everyone. No, <laughs> I I don't want to harp on. She's such a small part of the movie. In when it really comes down to it, this is the John Cho show and uh, Alex Jane Go, who's or excuse me, uh, uh, Michelle Law, who who's really good in the the scenes, and it's I think did a lot with a very difficult situation. But like honestly, outside of Will and Grace, which is not my forte, but I have whatever full respect, whatever. Has she, is Deborah Messing good? Like is she ever good in anything? I I just don't. I feel like every time I've seen her in a show or a movie, I just, I don't, she's very underwhelming to me. And this was like, she has the moment in this movie where you're going to kind of pull all of this together. And it really fell flat for me. And I felt like if we could have replaced her with mm, mostly anybody, it probably <laughs> would have played a little bit. I don't know. I just, <laughs> Literally anyone else, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just didn't buy it, and I felt like that was a major letdown. And it, it, it certain for me at least, it added to the the feeling that this whole last fifteen minutes was very false and contrived in a way that the rest of the movie didn't feel. You're probably right there. Uh, this is a pretty low budget movie. Sure, um, sure. I don't even see a budget on it, so um, I'm going to say ten million less. I think it's. I think it's Five. around three, three million. Yeah, there you the go. Kind of perspective budget I saw. Um, I was really impressed. Like I said, it just if if coming up with this concept alone, and you know, as a director, a niche, um, thinking, I wonder if I could pull this off. It, it, it succeeds on all levels. It succeeds on. Could you do a movie commenting on the social media thing, or could you solve a crime with based on? Um, social media background and history also a chilling scene was the google verification code thing where he could hack into anyone's account simply <laughs> by following the basic google verification thing that everybody has to do all the time um that was another one and yeah piano lessons what did you think about that aspect some of the stuff with the Harkening back to the mom, I understood that, but some of that kind of got a little heavy-handed at some times. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a small complaint. But I mean, I'm thinking concept. I mean, this is like uh, a quiet place, right? Like, could this can this be as good as the concept? And uh, I think yes. I think it, it was as good as the concept. Um, listen, this is a murder mystery. There's always kind of a twist, and. Whether you see it coming or not is up for debate. Some people do, some people don't. Um, I thought it was a good twist, and yeah, I mean that's kind of how twists mm -hmm. work. You either love them or you don't, and it's <laughs> kind of it ruins the movie for you forever. Next time you see it, you're gonna see it different, you know. Um, but I it wasn't like now you see me where it's just like oh come on, um, right? There was an explanation, and they did yeah you the, can put it together. they had the interrogation and why did you do it and the whole how did you do it kind of thing so. Um, that that passed the uh, test for me. But um, any closing thoughts on this? No. no I'm John, big John Cho guy. He needs to be in more. Yeah, he Still. does, man. He He's rules. good. Good times ahead. It's um, roundabout time to hit grades. Brian, you have any closing thoughts? No, I like I said, I think. Uh... I think it did a really I think it did a very effective good job for what it was trying to do and I'm I'd be interested to see I'd be interested to see what this uh this you know this this process and this medium can do now that somebody has a, a decent groundwork for like something to build off of or foundation to build off of I'm more interested to see what um Shiganti does moving forward cuz that like I said that's just there's there's several things throughout here throughout the movie that you think that's kind of the, that's the stuff I'm looking for when I'm looking for the next great, you know, up and coming director. And I, I thought he hit he hit some of those things really well. So I'd like to see that. I just would like the movie to be a little tighter. And, you know, if Deborah Messing was um, like a fern or something, maybe it would have been a little bit better. But that's, you know, you can't can't always get you one on this. Yeah, I solid debut for sure. And it was the winner of the next audience award at the Sundance Film Festival this year. So 
<laughs> it was yeah. um, praised by the audience there and did get recognized. So um, maybe big things coming on that in terms of that. Um, Richard, do you want to hit a grade here? Yeah, I, I mean, just final notes. Really mm-hmm. inventive. You're right, Brian. The the main thing that come out of this is, oh, cool! What a what a great, fun new filmmaker, and what an interesting way. I mean, I'd be up to see more movies that take place kind of in a in a in a world like this. That is how we actually interact with the world. Mm-hmm. Sure. Quite frankly, more of us spend time on screens figuring stuff out than we do walking through junkyards with guns. Um, so it's, speak for yourself, but sure, sure. Yeah, but I mean. You know that you just are really into pawn shops, like that's just your thing. Um, but yeah, so it's it's an interesting world to live in, and, and certainly uh, an inventive storyteller is upon us, and that's always an exciting thing. And and I thought this movie was was really fun, really good, and I, I can't wait to see more from pretty much everyone involved, especially awesome. Deborah Messing. Yeah, it's weird. My weekly recommend this week is the Mothman Prophecies. It's really odd that <laughs> you say that. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm going to grade this one out. I'm going to give it an A. Um, in terms of the execution of the idea, it kept me on on the edge of my seat. I thought it had some good twists and turns. Very clever, well thought out, and um, deserves all the praise it's it's gotten. So I give, I give it an A. And I, I don't know if it'll be around at the end of the year in a discussion, but it was uh, definitely a good experience, and I'm glad I glad I took it in. What about you, Brian? Yeah, I'd go B. I, I think show's great. Really interesting way to do this whole thing. Uh, just it misses a little bit on the kind of production value in the final, mm-hmm. the conclusion, the final 15 minutes, and that's a bummer. That really leaves a, a, a bad feeling moving out. But it's I a little lifetime y feel at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, like just <laughs> the whole concept of this. Well. My son pushed this girl down a, a crevice, and so I just was like, "Well, I'm sure she's dead, so I'll just figure out how to cover <laughs> up her." And then you, they show the, the crevice, and I'm like, "Pretty sure you could just look yeah. down there." Now, I was, it, I'm so messed like, up about right it. Is there. yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like why not call nine one one and say, right, right. "Sorry, you know, my son was with her and she slipped and fell. Sorry, yeah. like how big a deal would that be?" You know. Yeah. I just think if, if you're going to go that route, then when you show the the <laughs> canyon or the crevice on the screen, that should look like a canyon. It should or look a like a, yeah, it should look like a cliff. Like a, exactly. you're, you're definitely not dying, like, not like man, a hill. If I just yeah. had hike boots, I could yeah. get down there. It, it just was <laughs> just was a little a little off on the that stuff, but but uh, you know, I, I had a good time with it, and it was uh, enjoyable, and much more so than it could have been. Like this easily could have been a an F minus kind of movie, mm-hmm. very easy. So there's a lot of success to take from that. I just wish it was tightened up a little bit uh, towards the end. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so B for me and um, A for you. Kent, Richard, what's your grade? I'm going to split it a little bit. I'm going to go A minus. A minus for me. Cool. Awesome. Well, let's uh, hit that weekly recommend then, shall we? Yeah. Weekly recommends. Go ahead then, Brian. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Um, so, the, to me, the best show on regular normal television is The Good Place. Season three will start in a week or so, I think. And season two is now on Netflix. So if you're if you've been behind, now is the time to catch up on it. It is an incredible show. Yeah. If this is your time, man. I hope if you're gonna if there's finish one season show, one this summer, I tell you that. Tired. Nice. What do you think? Quality. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Yeah, Sarah and I watched it. Well, I guess it was spring. We watched it when we were staying at her parents' house for a month, and we oh, had nice. other anything right. so TV wise. So we're like, yeah, we'll watch some Netflix, and and uh, it was I, yeah, watched it like two or three nights. You know, it's only like thirteen episodes each season, right. so it'd be easy yeah. to fly through on with no commercials. But yeah, I'm excited for season two. It's been on our list for a couple of days, and I come out of retirement now and then and play in a pro am, and that's one of the shows I can get down with. Good. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Season two is even is, is I think much better than season one, and I love season one. But the, what I'm going to recommend is kind of adjacent to that is uh, the great American treasure Ted Danson was on uh, Hollywood Reporter's Awards Chatter podcast with Scott Feinberg, which is fairly hit or miss for me. As with as I am with most like interview based podcasts, I, I tend to really enjoy them when it's a guest that I care about, and not really care when it's when it's not. I, I don't typically. I guess I don't typically care about the interviewer for the most part um, in that sort of setting, but uh, Danson's episode 
was great. One of the better one of the better interviews that I've heard uh, from at least from an, an entertainment perspective in a really long time. And he was um, incredibly uh, gracious and answered questions very eloquently and with real genuine thought and addressed a couple of his controversies from the past with very I addressed them very seriously and uh, without attempting to dodge anything and stuff like that. It was it was very refreshing to hear him um, take on some of that stuff because I've I've never really heard him uh, discuss some of that stuff. But but also just he's just such a pleasant guy and very enjoyable to listen to. So check that out. It's a Wards Chatter podcast, the Ted Danson episode. Uh, highly highly recommended. Uh, so cool. that's me, Kent. What's your recommend, my friend? I'm going to recommend a documentary. I finally got around to see the um, "Won't You Be My Neighbor," Mister Rogers oh, nice. doc. Um, I think it's on demand now. If you want to seek that out, uh, well worth your time. Mister Rogers, total American treasure, and um, made me cry like 75 times. <laughs> and I grew up on Mister Rogers, so it meant that much more to me to watch it. I know a lot of people didn't. I don't know how anyone didn't grow up on him how they would like it so i can't speak for that but if you did um if you watch that show as a kid and um just talks about how the, some of the risks he was willing to take in you know in the 60s with civil rights issues and things like that with children's television was um it's quite informative and um makes makes for a really good documentary so it's highly recommended from me and um if you want to cry 75 78 times check it out won't you be my neighbor um that 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 that's my vote for best oscar documentary for sure i think that's the front runner in my opinion so we'll see where they go with that but um but yeah check it out if you haven't seen it go boom richard nice i'm gonna recommend a movie an old movie uh with uh the new bob woodward book out that's like uh what a million copies pre-ordered or something some crazy amount of of money for for political book uh is or i guess a journalist investigative book whatever uh watch all the president's men great old movie based on a book by uh, bob woodward and carl bernstein about uh watergate and all that it's a great great movie and uh and uh, jason robards and dustin hoffman and robert redford does that do anything for you far That's superior pre- movie <laughs> the post in my opinion yes. <laughs> that's just like your opinion <laughs> um and uh yeah no it's a it's a it's a great uh film and won some oscars including for i believe robards one and uh it's it's if you're kind of interested in that because of it's it's all over the zeitgeist right now that's a good place to kind of start and uh, acquaint yourself with that type of journalism mm-hmm. I, I own that movie mm-hmm. and i it's got some of my favorite shots of all time as well in it and cinematography is great in that yeah. one um Love, love it. Good, good recommend. Movie. Is it a good book? Yeah, the book's great. It's super detailed and mm-hmm. and. Uh, Are you going to read the new more... one? The new. Uh, um... Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll read it. I'm sure. I, I've read a bunch of Woodward books. I think yeah. he has like 22. I've probably read nine or ten of them. Um, they're yeah, they're great. I mean, he he does a great job, and and uh, he's a great stylist and a great reporter, and and all that is 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 great. Yeah, I'll, I'll I will uh, I'll check it out. But I'm in no not like I'll busted this week or something i'll i'll get in the mood for something like that um but yeah no the the book's great but it's not a mass audience appeal thing you got to kind of be into that sort of thing which i am um but i would never recommend it to just anybody the movie i feel like hey it's two hours and it's interesting Mm -hmm. and it's beautifully shot and if, if you don't like like my wife doesn't care about politics or that kind of investigative journalism whatsoever but i'd be like you would like this movie because it's just you know great story so uh yeah I recommend the the movie purposefully because the book's probably just for nerds like me. Word. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us again. Uh, This week in the VIP, we're talking Predator, the original, Mm. and looking back on all the Predator sequels and things like that. So uh, So you should stick around. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Stick around. Yeah. Um, So if you want to hear that, uh, head over to the VIP feed on our website and click VIP Club, sign up, and we'll see you over there right after the show with the after party. And uh, after the party, it's a uh, hotel lobby. So, 
roundabout four, you got <laughs> We do have to ask you to clear the lobby, though. Yeah, but no, I'm not going to continue. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're talking the Predator next week. But if you want to prep for that with the Predator talk, see you over there momentarily. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week at the movie Cineplex. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs <laughs> But I don't know what to do with those Tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya-ya Your salad is scrambled eggs